everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. It is a delight to be with you all once again to share this message of hope that continues to reach the hearts of God's people. We certainly thank the Lord for his faithfulness and his kindness and his tender mercies that the Lord provides for us each and every week. I'm honored and humbled to serve God's people because it is awesome to see and hear of all of the testimonies that continues to pour into our ministry. Truly, the Lord is doing great things, and for that we are grateful. Now listen, I wanted to share with you all a verse from the Word of God that really, I mean, really ministered to me and continues to remind me of God's love for us. This is a scripture that expresses the need for divine intervention. When you have moments where you just can't quite figure out what is God doing in your life? Have you ever been there before? Okay, okay. You know, moments where you're being tested, being challenged in your faith, wanting to respond to people's perception of you, wanting to defend yourself because it appears that no one else seems to have your back. Now listen, God's word really is a lamp for our steps. It lights the path that is before us. And see, people of God, I have taken an oath and I have confirmed it. I have pledged to do what the Lord says that is right and just. So Psalms 119 verses 105 through 106 speaks of this. We are to speak God's word and to study God's word. So when the challenges in life begin to pull on you, to tug on you, we have to remind ourselves that God's light gives us a clear picture of what's ahead of us. And so I wanted to read to you a passage of scripture that really speaks and addresses these moments when you're wrestling with yourself. Just remember these words from the word of God. And these words will invigorate you and inspire you to walk by faith and not by sight. Faith to believe is not seeing what is ahead of you, but believing by faith that God will come through for you. This comes from the book of Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse nine. Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse nine. And it says, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. I want to read that scripture one more time for your hearing. It says, let us not grow <laughs> weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. You see, growing weary means to become tired or sick of something. Tired or sick of something. <laughs> Yes. How many of you in the podcast land have become or are becoming sick or tired of something? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You could take a course to better your life and become weary of studying. 
you could grow weary of a relationship that you've been in for years. And if you don't address this, you can lose your appreciation of your love for that person. You can get sick and tired of work. Always, always dealing with people who continue to be slackful and lazy concerning performing their daily tasks and duties. You can grow weary in your prayer life. You can get tired of studying God's word. You can grow weary at demonstrating love for your fellow man. You can be sick and tired of being patient with God because you feel like he's not answering your prayers. God says, for in due season, in due season, at the appropriate time, at the right time, if you remain faithful to his word, God promised you, you will reap in due season. That's not a possibility, it's a guarantee. If your harvest, if your answer to your prayer, prayers have not shown up yet, it does not mean that it will never happen. It simply means you are not in your due season. The Lord wanted me to tell you this. He wanted me to tell you, giving up never solves the problem. It never does. Giving in never solves the problem. Giving into your feelings never exhibits strength. Impatience does not develop patience. The only way that you can receive the things that God wants you to receive is through doing good. Doing good. Remaining a person of integrity. Never changing always making sure that your integrity is always in the forefront. Letting God's light shine in your life and you will receive the harvest that the Lord has promised you. And you know what that harvest is. You know what it is. You know exactly what that harvest is. The harvest of love, the harvest of joy, the harvest of peace. The harvest that's good for your soul. The harvest that comes from God will always be good in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. All right, let's get into tonight or today's episode. And I'm telling you, people of God, this is a word that I believe will minister to your hearts and regulate your thoughts. It's an episode that reflects a side of us that we really don't want anyone to know about. It's a side of us that we like to tuck deep down in the chambers of our hearts. And for some of us, we really don't know how much it shows in our continence, in our behavior, how we treat our loved ones, how we become guarded and aloof to those who see your pain and anguish. And yet you continue to deny or you may even become overly defensive because you feel like you can't trust anyone. And it's the word called, are you ready for it? Weakness. W-E-A-K 
N-E-S-S, weakness. And when we talk about weakness, we somehow have convinced ourselves that this thing called weakness is a result of you not measuring up to life's challenges. And because of this, you let or allow weakness to rob you of living in peace, living with purpose, walking in freedom, believing that you are living a successful life. So when we deal with weakness, we have to understand that there is a solution that could can provide for us clarity of how we view weakness because there are some basic things that we have to embrace in order for weakness to never, ever control our lives. Okay, so number one, in order for this to be achieved, we have to it have to admit, number one, we have to admit that we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. It's okay that you didn't go to plumbing school or you don't know how to change a faucet. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with admitting that you are limited at certain things. But in the spiritual sense, this common theme exists just as well. We don't know how to handle certain things that confront us, like how to handle someone who's in pain, a person who feels like giving up on life, a person who's strung out on drugs, or a person who has a gambling problem and is causing un unwanted stress and chaos in their family. We have to understand, we just have to admit that we don't have all the answers. And number two, we also have to admit, admit that we don't have all the answers concerning our lives. Trouble on the job. Trouble with your marriage. Fear of dealing with the coronavirus. How are you going to make the payments on your car? How are you going to be successful when you have a criminal record? Will I have enough for me to retire? Will enough, will enough money, do I have enough money to retire on? On and on and on and on. These weak moments appear, as it always does, knocking on the door of your heart, telling you, or better yet, controlling your life and limiting your faith in God. So number two, we have to admit that we don't have all the answers concerning our life. Well, listen, the Lord has the solution for you. And so tonight or today's episode is entitled God's Strength in Weak Moments. God's Strength in Weak Moments. So when I talk about weakness, I'm not trying to diminish you or insult you or to say that you don't have the ability to do certain things. You see, what the term weakness is simply... Deficiency. Deficiency. If there were one broad explanation for weakness, it would be to lack. Weakness doesn't mean that we don't have what it takes. 
You see, we are not invisible to the challenges in life. We are not omniscient. We don't know everything. Weakness means that we are desperately in need of God. We are desperate when it comes to God. We need to be desperate because desperation means that we now place our faith in God. And with this being said, people of God, I want for us to embrace weakness, not to despise it. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 16 says, let us then with confidence, didn't say with fear, it says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And when we embrace God, people of God, when we stop living with these compartments that lie within our hearts, oh yes, those things, those things that lie within our hearts, we can walk in God's strength. When we are faced with momentary weak moments, before we continue, we are going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the episode entitled God's Strength in Weak Moments. Hi, I'm Christopher. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministry San Diego podcast. And I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and would like to donate to our ministry, you can on any one of our platforms at Spotify, Anchor, Spreaker. You can go to our page and there should be a big button that says donate and you could donate right there and then. The money will be used to provide COVID relief and COVID aid to people who have lost jobs or are affected negatively by this ongoing pandemic. That's all for now. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. All right, we are back. And so let's get into tonight or today's episode entitled God's Strength in Weak Moments. What I want you to learn from this episode is that God's strength is the only cure. It's the only way to overcome life's obstacles. I want to say that one more time. God's strength is the only cure, the only way to overcome life's obstacles. We have to operate as a person who knows that there is a supply line called strength that will enable us to flourish in life. And the only way, only way that we can handle the various trials and challenges in life, we have to, number one, embrace God's strength. Embrace God's strength. When the various weak moments in life like fear, depression, anger, and when you experience difficulty, God's strength will be your defender. We have to operate not in our strength, but in God's strength. Psalms 138 and 3 says, The moment I called out, you stepped in. You made my life large with strength. <laughs> I want to read that verse one more time because I want it to sink into your spirit. The moment I called out, you stepped in. You made my life large with strength. 
You see, people of God, in moments when you're not sure of your outcome, in moments when you are up against the wall with no, with no resources or, or no plan to overcome this trying time in your life, the Bible declares, the moment I called out to you, you stepped in. When God steps in, fear has to go. When God steps in, doubt has to leave the premises. God's strength muscles out the darkness like weakness and replaces the weakness with his strength. We all need a strong man, <laughs> a bodyguard to protect us in weak moments. So number one, we have to embrace God's strength. Number two, God's strength causes us to be productive and fruitful. God's strength causes us to be productive and fruitful. Now listen, Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, verses 7 and 8 says, Blessed is the man or woman who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes and does not fear when heat comes, not even scared of the heat for its leaves remain green and is not anxious, <laughs> not anxious in the year of drought. For it does not cease to bear fruit. And as the scripture indicates, being planted in God, developing your relationship with him, going deeper into his promises for your life, this will cause you to become productive and fruitful. God's word says that when you are planted in God's strength, when he comes, when trouble comes, when you are faced with a situation or circumstance that feels unbearable to handle, your leaves, your life will remain green, vibrant, healthy. And living in God's strength won't cause you to be anxious. How many of you guys have been anxious before? Worried about what the outcome was going to be. Worried about the situation as before you. Worried because you don't think you're going to make it. You have to understand God's strength can even handle when things have dried up. That's what the scripture says. When things have dried up, you will continue to produce every single moment that comes into your life. <laughs> God's strength causes us to be productive and fruitful. You know, there's many people that's in our world that looks for the fruit that's inside of you. When you are being productive, when you are healthy, it not only will feed your soul, but it will feed others and give them hope for life and get them out of their weak moments as well. So number two, God's strength causes us to be productive and fruitful. And lastly, 
God's strength will have you overcome every temptation because you know who you are. Many of us don't know who we are or whose we are. Even Jesus had to operate in strength. He is God the Son, but he was also a man, fully man, because he had to feel all of the things that causes us worry and weakness. He wanted for us to know that when you know who you are, when you know who you are and whose you are, even in your weakest moments, when you, when you speak in authority, when you speak with authority, you can push back the enemy. Now, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, Jesus had a conversation with Satan. And every moment that Satan tried to get Jesus to give into his flesh, Jesus spoke like a man who understood strength. Let's go through these, these moments where Jesus was faced with temptation. The first moment says here in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, we won't go through all the 11 verses, but I'm going to do a synopsis of what was being, being done in this moment. The first moment, since you are God's son, speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Jesus' response it takes more than bread to stay alive. <laughs> it takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. You see the response that Jesus gives? The second moment, Satan take, takes Jesus to the holy city. He set him on top of the temple and said, Since you are God's son, jump. The devil goaded him by quoting Psalms 91. He has placed you in the care of angels. They will catch you so that you won't so much as stub your toe on a stone. Jesus responds or counters with another citation from Deuteronomy. Don't you dare test the Lord your God. Ah. Here's the third moment. Satan takes Jesus to the peak of a huge mountain. He gestured expansively, pointing out all of the earth's kingdoms, how glorious they all were. Then Satan says, they're yours, Jesus. Lock, stock, and barrel. Just go down on your knees and worship me, and they're yours. Jesus' response, his refusal was curt. Beat it, Satan. <laughs> he backed his rebuke with a third quotation from Deuteronomy. Worship the Lord your God, and only him. Serve him with absolute single-heartedness at that moment Satan gave up Satan left and his place 
where Jesus stood, there were angels. And these angels came and took care of Jesus' needs. What the Lord is saying to us is that we're going to have moments of weakness. But we have to speak God's words and believe that we're going to win the challenges in life. Now, what I did omit from the text is that Jesus was preparing himself for the moment. What about you? Are you preparing yourself for these moments where your weakness will try to invade your space? It is up to us to speak directly to our weaknesses and let our weaknesses know who we belong to. We belong to God. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights and he encounters Satan. But yet Jesus spoke in strength rather than in weakness. Of course he wanted to eat. Of course he knew about all of the kingdoms. But in his humility, in his strength, God spoke. Jesus says, get thee behind me. Beat it. Get off my lot. And if we speak just like Jesus, we'll see the power of God like never before. And so in closing, when we embrace our weakness, we know that God's work must be done, not in our power, but in God's power. And if it's on God, we can dream big. We can stop compartmentalizing these areas that's in our hearts, that's crowding out our peace. He, Jesus, is strong enough to do whatever he wants. Operate in God's strength and you will see his demonstration of power like never before. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to stand before you. Lord God, we understand our deficiency. We understand where we lack. And Lord God, the enemy has convinced us that because we are so weak, that we cannot function in life. And so, Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that we have to understand our significance in this life and that your words are here for us to overcome all of the different challenges that stands before us. So, Lord God, I pray, oh God, that you will help us to always operate in your strength and not in our strength. Lord God, help us to see that with your power, we can defeat every time the enemy comes in like a flood. We can speak against those things that's trying to crowd out our peace and our joy. It's trying to make us bitter and cynical when it comes to you. So Lord God, I pray, oh God, that you would just continue to fill us with your power. Fill us with your anointing. Fill us with your love. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. 
Help us to learn more of your word so we can declare and speak against those things that tries to make us weak, tries to make us frail, tries to make us give up on life. We declare promises over our lives in your name. We say that in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus destroys all of the dark, weak moments that comes into our minds and into our hearts. And so we declare by the power of Jesus that no weapon that's formed against us will prosper because we will walk in your power and not in ours. We thank you for this moment right now. We give you praise in advance for what you're going to do. And we ask all these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, people of God, that is it for tonight or today's episode. God's strength in weak moments. I'm so happy that you guys are tuning in each and every week. This is Pastor Phil with the Full of Life Ministries. We appreciate all of our listeners from around the world that continue to, to tune in and click on to Spotify and Google and Spreaker and Anchor and all of the different platforms. So please continue to do so. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please continue to share the podcast. We appreciate you. Our goal is to get 2,000 new listeners to this platform, Full of Life Ministries podcast. We believe in God and we believe in you. So let's do this in Jesus' name. If there's anything that we can do to help you along your Christian journey, don't hesitate to email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. Once again, that's fulloflifesd at gmail.com. And we are going to help you along your Christian journey because we believe in God and we know what God's word can do for you. Again, this is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries. Guess what, people of God? Let's continue to do this in Jesus' name. God bless. God bless.